Today on Sagittarian Matters, donut prune salad, a nightmare recipe that I made and tried with friend of the show Morgan. Plus, we taste black sesame butter and mess up an ice cream order with fan favorite Beth Pickens. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Hello from Los Angeles, California. A couple of months ago on Twitter, I discovered a recipe called Donut Prune Salad. Somebody had posted a photograph of this salad recipe from a 1950s cookbook, and their wording of the tweet was something like, keep reading this recipe, it just gets worse and worse. And truly it did. You know, it started with prunes, it started with a donut, lettuce got thrown in the mix, there was cottage cheese, and then there was a mystery final ingredient. And every step of the way, you're a little bit in horror and shock. But as you know, I am a big lover of prunes, hashtag prunes for bones, hashtag rip a prune. And so I decided we needed to try this for the podcast. And who better to taste this than our resident vegan chef and friend of the show, Morgan. So much to her dismay, I came to Portland, Oregon, and I obtained all of these ingredients. I assembled the salad before her eyes, and I made her try it on tape for the good of the podcast. Before we get into it, I do want to tell you a little bit about the assemblage of this quote-unquote salad. Okay, it included romaine lettuce. That was a no-brainer. That was no problem to get. It also included vegan cottage cheese. This proved to be a little bit vexing. Um, There is a vegan ricotta made by Kite Hill. I did not have access to this, but I did consult with Claudia from Urban Cheesecraft, and she gave me the advice to mix some soft tofu with some unsweetened plain vegan yogurt. So I got some Kite Hill unsweetened plain vegan yogurt. I mixed it with some of this tofu. I included a little bit of lemon, and then I included some salt because I remember cottage cheese being salty. A lot of the recipes online for vegan cottage cheese were nothing more than like a bland tofu mush, like an uncooked tofu scramble kind of, and that sounded gross. But this mixture kind of approximated vegan cottage cheese in a way that was appropriate. So that that was what we did. Um, I also needed to obtain the vegan donuts. Now, I was guessing that the donuts used in this salad were from were cake donuts from the 1950s uh, based on the photograph so i went to blue star donuts in portland oregon i waited in line for a very long time between behind two girls who could not stop taking photos for social media of their bacon maple donut and a wall festooned with hashtags guess how joyful that made me when then i got to the front of the line and realized i've been waiting there for nothing all the vegan donuts were gone. I was running out of time. Morgan needed to go somewhere. We were in the final hours of our time frame to make this salad. So I went to New Seasons, Arbor Lodge edition. I asked for vegan donuts. They had none. I eyeballed the non-vegan cake donuts, but I didn't do it. I found a vegan coffee cake, very similar in texture to a vegan cake donut. Uh, It was an apple cinnamon coffee cake. I cut it in half. I took out the apple cinnamon part, ate it for myself, served the coffee cake as the donut in the salad. It had the same effect. It was just a little more moist and crumbly than the normal donut. Um, Do I recommend you make this recipe on your own? Sure thing. Would Morgan agree with me? 
Probably not, but she's not in the Sagittarian Matter studio right now. Um, you can find the recipe on our Instagram page. You can hear me dictate the recipe in just a second. And I hope that you enjoy Morgan and I tasting donut prune salad. Oh, P.S. I didn't have to buy the prunes because they were already in my luggage. The only thing I needed to do was Google how to stew them, which was quite a fun thing because you get to see them almost turn back into plums. It was kind of a Beetlejuice scenario. Anyway, enjoy the show. Donut prune salad. Here's a crisp, fresh salad that will cause any meat and potatoes man to change his mind. Stew four prunes for each person. Pit the prunes and stuff with cottage cheese. Place two donuts on a lettuce leaf. Fill the donut centers with cottage cheese. And then top each donut with a stuffed prune. Place two whole pitted prunes beside the donuts. Serve with mayonnaise. Morgan, thank you for joining me for the donut prune salad edition of Sagittarian Matters. <laughs> I think you owe me one for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you. We're going to go back in time for listeners so they can hear us go through it, but we are post-coital right now, post-prune <laughs> post meal. Afterglow. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. We both just ate prunes stuffed with uh, vegan cottage cheese. Also, I'm reading the recipe thinking, what need does this fill? Did people in the 50s have so many donuts laying around that they needed to find like a use for their extra donuts or prunes, or lettuce, or cottage cheese? Or is this intentional? I want to know what were their dietary needs, too. Because, like, the prune moves things around. <laughs> the donut keeps things standing still. What's the cottage cheese doing? Protein. Protein. <clears throat> and also, this is... this. So imagine you're in the 50s. You're at a dinner party. Wonderful. This gets served to you. You're at a dinner party with your boss. You have to look like you mm. are going to eat what his wife made it. It's wonderful. Everyone's watching you very closely. Make sure you get some more mayonnaise on the prune. Oh, thank you. This is a delight. Where did you find this recipe? I have to write it down. <laughs> My family will just love it. This this was, uh, I found this on Twitter. Somebody posted a photo of this and they said, it just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> There's somebody who's basically like, it's like a horror movie. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Accurate. Agreed. Uh, yeah. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. And then some. I think it just has such a strong opener. Place two donuts on a lettuce leaf. <laughs> it's just like such a strong, that would be a strong first line for any novel. I'm hooked. If anyone's stumped, that is like a wonderful first, or just like... I mean, also, like, this is a great twist. Like, if, if this was the first line, yeah. here's a crisp, fresh salad that will cause any, quote-unquote, meat and potatoes man to change his mind. What is it? I mean, you would think maybe, like, crisp. I'm thinking fresh. You might be thinking, like, a barbecue something, a, a baked bean on the side of the salad. A celery, a green bean, crispy. Some, even an ant on a log. An onion. <laughs> an onion! Like a, yeah, like a... Like a roasted vegetable, something that would make a meat and potatoes man change his mind about being a meat and potatoes man and turning into a salad man. If, you, if you're like, how could I get my husband to eat salad? You know the only way he's going to do it? <laughs> it's a stewed prune and a donut. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only way it's going to happen is if I take his beloved donuts, his beloved 
dried plums, <laughs> re-stewed, and I put it on a lettuce leaf. I just, I just, I feel like that's a, this is a, this writer is a strong, right? They surprised me. True. Accurate. Five stars. Uh, also, crisp, agreed, you know, depending on the lettuce. Fresh, yeah. They're <laughs> taking some uh, creative liberties with that. I think the choice. cottage cheese and the lettuce leaf are the fresh parts. <laughs> Um, I wanted to say one more thing, which is the math is a little off on this. Oh, you need more prunes? The math says stew four prunes per person, and then the instructions tell you to put three prunes on the plate. Where's the extra prune? Is that in case someone asks for seconds? (laughs) I've eaten all my prunes. Do you by chance have an extra? They were so delicious. I dare you to have a party and serve this with a straight face. Oh, God. I, I actually couldn't. I legitimately could not. I've served a lot of things straight-faced. Like what? Uh, a lot of burnt stuff, a lot of <laughs> ploppy stuff, a lot of melty, slidey stuff, um, you know, a lot of revived things. This one I just couldn't. I couldn't sell it. I couldn't sell it. I don't believe in the product. <laughs> the stewed prunes are less good when they're not hot. Shocker! I would order a dish of stewed prunes at a restaurant. That's not surprising to anyone. Um, anyway, Morgan, thank you for going on this culinary quest with me. Mm, I need a nap. Because <laughs> it's so fresh. <laughs> Can you tell me about the taste and texture of what you just put in your mouth? It is true to description. Crunchy, soft. I don't even know if they said the word stewed, but it is. Um... All of it makes sense until you hit the lettuce. I can't understand. And they made sure to include it in the title. Like, this is a salad. This is, there's lettuce in it. Like, you wouldn't even omit it. I. It's so really strange. Do you think this would turn any meat and potatoes man towards a vegetarian diet? Absolutely. Oh my god! So we have. Oh my god! You have to taste yours. You have to eat this now. Okay. You all have to eat this now. My immediate response to this is the prune. The with the the cottage cheese is so mild that with the prune it's fine. They're in harmony. They're doing something fine, and then they hit the donut. That's okay. It's all non-offensive. Until now, Morgan did opted for no mayonnaise because that sounded pretty gross to her. She doesn't like mayonnaise. No. I put the mayonnaise on my plate, and like Morgan was saying, there is some discord between having like essentially a cakey item with a fruit and then and just a like lettuce. a and a soft cheese, and then but the mayonnaise Ugh. is something that feels very native to lettuce, Ugh. and so when the mayonnaise serves as the bridge, Panyo. <laughs> The mayonnaise serves as the bridge in between the sweet prune donut element and the crispy romaine lettuce. This is truly a world's collide kind of a culinary experience. I uh, am adding this to my menu. Just kidding. Uh, What we've learned from this um, is that there's a huge market for vegan cottage cheese. So I pose that to you, listeners, dear listeners. Um... I I can't even fathom how you found this, to be honest. I found it on Twitter. It almost seems like a joke, yeah. but it is just like a 1950s recipe. Yeah. Soup prunes are fine. 
I've never had a stewed prune before, and it adds... I mean, if you can imagine a prune being even more moist. <laughs> if you can imagine. If you can imagine liking a prune even more. I know, you guys, I know. Trust me, I know. I did exclaim while I was doing it, Morgan, I can see the stems! Because as the prune starts to open up, you get to see where the stem was. We get to see how it was once a plum. Gross. I do want to say this was a very expensive exercise. <laughs> Worth every penny. I paid about $20 oh, yeah. for this salad. Minus a vegetarian sensation. Minus the prunes, which were a gift. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish. Morgan's finishing hers. I just want to say. The lettuce is still here. And everybody knows I love romaine. <laughs> <sighs> See you at dinner, Romaine. See you at dinner. Don't get, don't fill up. You're gonna spoil your dinner. Spoil your dinner. Beth Pickens is a Capricorn, an arts consultant, a strategic planner, the author of the book Your Art Will Save Your Life, and a friend to Sagittarian Matters. Beth called me on the phone to ask if I had ever tried black sesame butter, the cousin to tahini one of my favorite foods i have never tried it so i went to her house some groceries in hand for a taste testing these are the results please enjoy my talk with beth biggins beth biggins welcome back to sagittarian matters nicole george's it's always a highlight of the quarter when i get to be on the show please tell me what you are doing here today. What did you bring for us to try today? Well, you know I'm a longtime listener, and so I know all about prunes and tahini from the podcast, from knowing you. And it occurred to me one day, does Nicole J. Georges know about black sesame butter? And how would a prune be dipped in this substance? Because the black sesame seed and the white sesame seed produce a very different kind of tahini. How could how would you identify the difference? I think of black sesame and I think dessert. I think steamed dessert bun at Din Tai Fung or um, sweet black sesame paste eaten in China when I was a student there. It makes me think um, nutty malty dessert product. Interesting. But you don't think of that when you think of the white tahini seed, sesame seed. Right. Yeah. Tahini, light color tahini, I usually associate with the savory. Interesting. Okay, can we just try this, just raw raw dog it, with like a spoon or a finger? <laughs> she didn't like the word finger there. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to try it with a spoon. Yeah. And now this black sesame butter, butter's a misnomer. It is just crushed black sesame seeds. And we're eating Eden brand black sesame butter. It is kind of as earthy earthy a little bit savory and rich tasting as regular tahini just trying what's your nose telling you well it definitely smells sweeter than it tastes unsweetened and so when i'm eating any black sesame item i'm always pairing it with some sort of a sweetener well let's try it with the classic the sagittarian matters special the prune now i do want to tell you you know, not to brag, I did kind of go all out today because I didn't get prunes at my normal place. I got organic French Agen plums, Agen plums from Fruit Bliss. They are deliciously juicy, whole fruit, sun-sweetened, and infused with, get this, water. What does that, what does that mean? What does it mean it's infused with water? Does it Is it mean, just because fruit has water in it? Does it mean they dehydrated it and, and then, then plumped it? Oh, actually, there's a comic pictorial on the back. There's a pictogram. P- 
picked right. Then there's a picture of a prune in the sun, a, a plum in the sun, infused with water. The the plum is in the shower stall, and then it is put in a bag. <laughs> Organic dry. This is a place that is really hanging on hard to the word dried plum. There is not the word prune does not appear on here. Prune is not appearing. Okay, so what we have is we're being branded to. I, like this, there's like a long letter from Susan, the founder of Bliss, to us on the back that says, dried fruit reinvented. And the letter ends with her saying, find your bliss from Susan, founder of Fruit Bliss. And you know, fair enough, Susan, because Nicole, you have found your bliss through dried prunes. It's a wonderful snack. <laughs> it has brought a lot of bliss to my life. Sweet and savory combined. And yet somehow, somehow Sagittarian Matters is still not sponsored by the Prune Council. <laughs> Hashtag prunes for bones. I don't know what else they want from me. What I'm imagining when this says um, that they added, I think they're trying to say these are non-sorbate but still moist. That's what I think they're trying to get at by saying these are infused with water because they're not. Because also sulfate? sulfate, sulfate, sulfate. Sorry. Yeah. What's that oh, that was the Bose speaker. Oh. Yeah, because sulfate is the kind that I really like. I really like a dried fruit that feels artificially still moist. Oh, yeah. These are very, very moist, which I hate that word more than anything. And we're going to be saying it a lot. Let's dip. Let's do a dip. I'm wearing a prune-colored dress. Now, listeners, you can't see this, but we've got the dark, deep, deep brownish purple of the dried plum slash prune and the beautiful glossy black of the black sesame butter. It's the, it's the color and almost texture of molasses. Oh, that's the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's very interesting. It is, I think there's something about the texture, the buttery texture, that makes it um, something that it's like a little bit thinner, the amount we have right now, than the normal tahini. I'm going to go in again. Go in again. This feels similar to what I've been up to. How do you like them together? Um, Well, my go-to, how I eat black sesame butter, is not being represented today on the podcast because I asked you, Nicole, to get (laughs) very specific items from the grocery store. But as a Sagittarian, you decided to do each item with a twist. And I'm a Capricorn, so I was expecting exactly what was on the list. You did the twist. That's fine. I'm still (laughs) accepting that. So this, this experiment is a little bit altered from what I was planning. Okay. But I still think it's all going to be delicious. <laughs> the point of this is I want you to see sort of tahini diversity and the different kinds of flavor profiles you can be experiencing. Sweet and savory, new kind of sweet and sweet. I I came upon Eden black sesame butter at the grocery store when I was looking for roasted tahini, which is my go-to, mm-hmm. and suddenly I can't find it anywhere. Nowhere to be found. Cannot find the roasted tahini I've been eating for years. And, but I saw on the shelf the black sesame butter, and I was taken back to when I was a student in Tianjin, China, mm-hmm. when I would find black sesame products all the time that were sort of almost like cream of wheat. You would add boiling water to it and stir it and get really thick, and it made the most delicious, sweet snack that was so dense, so malty and delicious. I flashed back, and I was like, oh, my God, black sesame butter. Where have you been? And now it's a staple in my pantry, always there. And has it replaced regular tahini or do you have both together? It's a totally different food thing. So tahini, what I normally eat tahini with is brown rice, kimchi, tahini, some um, amino acids, and avocado. 
that's that's frequently a breakfast in my life. The bowl is what we call it here. So when guests come, I say, would you like the bowl? And they're like, what is that? And I explain it. This, however, is a sweet alternative. So black sesame butter for me, I'm putting it, um, I'm putting it on toast with honey, which I know you would not do. Honey and black sesame butter. You could substitute that with vegan honey. Certainly you could do maple syrup, any other kind of sweetener you like, just a, a simple sweetener. You don't need, need very much sweetener though to make this really delicious. So the first thing that I, that I added that was a little twisted was I, I got um, – I asked for plain yogurt. She asked for plain yogurt and I got vanilla yogurt. You got dairy-free cashew gurt vanilla, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm accepting that. I wanted, I'm adding a little drama to the podcast without meaning to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Isn't it good? <laughs> and then your te- both of us, our teeth look like a Pompeii just exploded in our mouths. It's really good. It's really interesting. It it does have a, a little bit of a different quality than the regular tahini. So we're having it right now with yogurt. Mm, very yummy. Would try again. Mm. I'm not doing a great job of describing the tastes. The yogurt actually is pretty plain. It's it's sweetened mm-hmm. for sure, but it's giving us the kind of vanilla, vanilla realness. Um, and the tahini is adding just kind of like an earthy, an earthy quality. It, it still adds that a little bit of savoriness. Mm-hmm. Sure. And black sesame seed, I think a lot of the experience of it is the smell. It has a very specific fragrance. So as you're eating, you know, smell is such an important part of eating, which is why when you have a cold, you can't taste anything. Nothing is delicious. The black sesame, the scent of it is so much of the flavor. So if you just smell, mm-hmm. I'm glad you put the microphone toward you. When you're <laughs> mm. It's good. It's really delicious. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 million, that is your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared, that's Ponyo's voice. We have one more thing to try. Now, we're going to have to talk about the ice cream itself a little separately. So this is, dare I say, black sesame butter on a high-quality, delicious, plain vanilla ice cream or frozen yogurt or gelato, whatever your pleasure. This is the new hot caramel, which was the new hot fudge, which is a bold thing to say, I'm aware. But when I thought, you know what I could do, because there's vanilla ice cream in the freezer... I could put, I should try, I should try black sesame butter on it. I tried it and I will never go back. Okay. I want to tell you a couple things. <clears throat> you may have your mind blown. The first thing I'm going to say isn't that scandalous compared to what you just, what you just said. I want to tell you I'm co-signing that. Whenever I have ice cream that I don't really want to finish, if I add tahini to it, it is solved. Like I had some blueberry cardamom, um, vegan ice cream. I can't remember the brand, but if you go to the store, you'll see it and you'll be like, I wonder if I should buy that. My my answer is sh- shrug. I felt a strong shrug about this kind of ice cream. But um, in another one, I got a Van Leeuwen or something delivered or salt and straw delivered to me. I didn't like either of them that much. But then I saved them by just pouring tahini in there. And it just added 
it's like a peanut butter and jelly kind of. It adds a thing. Right. But the great, the scandalous thing I'm going to tell you is what I heard from Morgan, friend of the show, which is she likes to add Ritz crackers to her ice cream. Mm. And it seems like a really weird a salty thing. Crunch. Yeah, salty crunch. It's Sal- like a praline almost. Yeah, salty crunch. And it really is such a hero. If you ever have a lot of ice cream and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I feel I would take any food tip from Morgan. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Oh, I wish we had some Ritz crackers right now. We could really. Okay. So I. So again, I asked for plain vanilla ice cream of your vegan choice. What did you get? I got. (laughs) Well, I got something close. I got. (laughs) This isn't Capricorn matters. This is Sagittarian matters. So what did you buy? (laughs) I got vanilla. Vanilla with a B by brand. That's what I thought you said. But he's. (laughs) I misunderstood. Vanilla and vanilla are very similar. But what's the brand? Hakuna Banana. (laughs) I just, I was at the store and I thought, whatever. Hakuna Banana, banana based non dairy frozen dessert. It's not what I asked for, but this is Sagittarius Matters. That's what I'm getting. It's ice cream with a flare and 30 left turns. <laughs> I just had been seeing it in the store for a while. I had wanted to try it. I thought, well, it is vanilla flavored. You know, that has very few ingredients. Bananas, coconut milk, dates, what, you know, whatever. Vanilla bean, I thought. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Maybe they pulled off a vanilla with a slight banana essence. It's pure banana, which is fine. I love bananas. I, I, you could put, you could spread this on a banana, and that would be delicious too. A really ripe banana with black sesame butter, fantastic treat. So let's see how Hakuna banana with black sesame butter goes over. Well, I'm getting all banana. Banana's doing much too much talking. I'm getting Hakuna banana only, <laughs> to the power of twelve. I don't even take it has actually suppressed the very strong flavor of black sesame butter. <laughs> it's like being pistol whipped by banana bread. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like I was just mugged by Hakuna banana and I could taste nothing else. I may never taste anything else for the rest of the day. I I'm Beth, I'm sorry. I took a chance and it didn't work out. I'm gonna Oh, have- that is that's a powerful banana. <laughs> it's much more. So if you're looking at Hakuna banana in the store yourself, it's much more banana-y than you thought. You know what it tastes exactly like when you have a food processor and then like you read online some like um, anorexic blog is like, you can make ice cream out of bananas. No, you can't. The only ingredient is bananas. It's just banana mush. So then, <laughs> so then you put the bananas in there and you're like, I just made soft serve. That's what this um, tastes like. Exactly. Yeah, it's just banana. It's and again, I love bananas. But it's not vanilla ice cream. Well, also something about the dates it added is amplifying the banana. So whereas if we had a real banana, which is, I kind of thought this was a blend of me getting us a banana and me getting us vanilla ice cream. Not so. What happens when you take a risk? Said <laughs> I need you to say it for the listening. This is, a, this is a Capricorn lesson we knew before birth. What happens when you take a risk? Bad things. <laughs> Don't take risks. <laughs> By exactly what's on the list. <laughs> And I see now, I was afraid of getting a low-quality vanilla, so I thought, oh, I'll go higher. 
Okay. Well, friend of the friend of the show, distant relative of the podcast, Jibs Cameron did a similar thing this week when I said, "Come over, we'll have black sesame butter Sundays." in preparation for the Sagittarian Matter taping. Mm -hmm. And she brought some paleo vanilla dessert that you sort of cracked with a spoon to get it out. <laughs> and uh, But it was more vanilla flavor, so it ended up being pretty good. I say just go for like the classic, whatever, your soy dreams, your really simple, really creamy, smooth, coconut, whatever, mm -hmm. vanilla, non-dairy dessert confection. Put a tablespoon of black sesame butter over it, and you'll think this is the Sunday of the digital age. This is the Sunday of the digital age. I I wonder, I could not but wonder, if I went to my favorite Froyo spot, Yoga Urt, if they had tahini there, if I would get it on the peanut butter ice cream that I get. Now that is a queer idea. Or gay. Kind of a gay idea. <laughs> kind of a gay. That is a gay idea. That is, that a, is a, like a, a gay. We'll have a gay old time. That is like a dick touching a dick. <laughs> Just. I think that might be overkill. Like it actually might get stuck in your mouth. Your your the roof of your mouth might cement permanently. <laughs> I'll never speak again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really fudged this up. I really fudged this up. But I feel like from the. I feel like from the yogurt test, I feel like I'm understanding. You're getting a clearer sense. Yes. I'm understanding. Okay, so if, if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been enjoying regular tahini, why not try? Try black sesame butter and take it through the uh, sort of sweet spectrum with you. And you could carry it with you. Like this is the nutritional yeast on the movie popcorn of the digital age. <laughs> is it like you could put it in a vial? You could put this you... in a little, a little container in your, in your bag, in your lesbian nut milk jar. And then bring this with you and you think, oh, I'm just going to get some vanilla ice cream at this high quality vegan ice cream spot and just top it with a little black sesame butter. And everyone will be like, what's that? What's happening? Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't put this in a plastic container. I mean, I don't know why you would. It comes in a glass jar. My, my jar chipped and I had to pour it into a container. And that container is – I'm never going to get all the black sesame out of it. Oh. And I, I had no idea. We'll have to take a picture of our teeth for listeners. <laughs> like maybe not a good first date food. Um, and my dog Sammy, I, I, I've trained him to be a terrible dog. And so he, anytime there's ice cream or yogurt eaten in this house, he knows he gets to lick the bowl. And so that's what's happening now. That's, that's not Nicole's mouth licking. <laughs> it's not the sound of my mouth licking the bowl. Beth, thank you for introducing us to Black Sesame. But can I ask your opinion of it dipped with the prune? Would you dip it on your own? Versus the regular tahini? I would dip a prune. All right. You dip to rip. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. <laughs> After leaving Beth Pickens' house from the initial tasting, I couldn't help but wonder, would getting plain vanilla ice cream really make the black sesame butter stand out and dazzle me as much as Beth Pickens had suggested? I had to find out. I went back to the grocery store got the appropriate ingredient, and returned for redemption. Beth Pickens, we're doing a do-over of one element. I'm here for redemption. I, You know, I feel like the name of your podcast is swiftly becoming Capricorn Rising. <laughs> it should be. And my friend just asked if she could have a segment called Virgo Suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> because the fact that you didn't get the right things haunted you all day because of your Capricorn rising. And you're back now to make this right. <laughs> the sun has gone down. We're both wearing different outfits. I've taken off my bra, but I have vanilla ice cream to try with the black 
sesame butter. And it's like a run-of-the-mill Trader Joe's brand soy ice cream, vanilla flavor. That's exactly what you want for this experiment. It's just something I would never naturally buy, but here we are. Okay, it's in a dish. I very liberally put the tahini on mine because I'm such a tahini bitch. I do want to tell you one thing, which is that I'm not going to call it a, a hard shell, but some of the tahini I put on there kind of interacted with the coldness of the ice cream and got a little thicker. Changed the viscosity, you mean. <laughs> that is what I mean. <laughs> this, I don't know if people would... Would people listen to this podcast if it was called Capricorn Rising? I think that's a different audience. A loyal, <laughs> very serious audience. Also kind of tight with money. Is that true? But luckily, listening to podcasts is free. They might not be making donations, but they're brand loyal. So when you get those sponsorships, you know that Capricorns will be using your offer code. Oh, really? Offer code Sag Matt. Sag Matt. Um, the mm, urban this cheese. This is cream. so good. This is good. Okay, so I'm trying it again. The Hakuna banana is not anywhere here. It's been destroyed. Mmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. The sesame butter. See what I'm talking about? It's really singing here. It's really, it's really strutting its stuff when it's mixed with this very plain vanilla ice cream. It's not overshadowed. You mentioned before it has a little bit of a maltiness. I said it, the sesame seeds always to me have an earthy quality. Mm-hmm. There's an earthiness. There's a, there's a savoriness. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Look at your teeth. <laughs> so this adheres to your teeth, giving them a black hue, as if you've been chewing coal or eating out of the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, just chewing ash. Your teeth turn gray. The the gums, the sort of lining around your teeth turns black. It's beautiful. It's great for Halloween. Do you eat this with your partner? By I don't. What do you mean by partner? Like business partner, partner. <laughs> your romantic associate. My romantic associate. No, you know she hasn't been interested in trying this. She's been very um, negative about the black sesame butter. That's surprising to me. Surprising, right? She wants plain classic things. She wants like a hot dog, a hot fudge sundae. She thinks this is too bold. But when we go to Din Tai Fung, the wonderful Taiwanese dumpling house in Glendale, we both get black sesame bun for dessert. And are you also a fan of the sweet bean? I love a sweet bean. Like a red bean bun. I love a red bean bun, a red bean pop. Mm -hmm. Where do you get that? Well, that was again in China. I mean, I kind of feel like if somebody enjoys, if somebody enjoys taro, if they like that kind of like a root, like a root kind of almost savory sort of delight, they might really feel that this is kind of in that same category. I think we would do really well with a line of desserts that have savory notes. Not just like your brownies with your Malden, Malden salt flakes on top, but really more, we need more salty and more savory built into things. I mean, I have to tell you, ask me if I remember what it's called. I can't, oh, maybe it's Aviv. We went there in Portland, Oregon, the Middle Eastern restaurant. Oh, yeah, that was good. That's like a vegan Middle Eastern restaurant. And we had um, halva for des- halva ice cream for dessert and when we had it it was so delicious and wonderful i went back and got a whole tub of it to try with morgan and the tub of it was little more than vanilla ice cream with halva chunks and i felt like i had been building it up to morgan as like the best most tahini forward item that one could possibly have and 
That's not what occurred. That dinner was really good. I think part of what made that dessert so special was all the dishes we'd had before that were just so delicious. I know. I do recommend Aviv in Portland, Oregon. Well, Beth Pickens, do you have anything else to say about black sesame? Black sesame butter, it's a little spendy. I think it's worth the investment to have a tablespoon of this on any delightful treat throughout the day. Beth Pickens, I'm about to let you in on Italy's best kept secret. Is it, does it have to do with like Michelangelo? No, nor does it have to do with the Vatican. Italy's best kept secret is Brahmi sea salt lupini snacks. A lupini is a bean. It's different than Ponzini linguini. It's a bean. On the cover of this, it is dressed like... A Roman. An ancient Roman soldier. It's a little bean holding a sword and a shield with a, a mohawk helmet. But smiling. He's smiling and he's saying, savory and juicy? Oh, yeah. This is a snack. I'll let you hold it. Uh, this snack is a Roman super snack. Lightly pickled and savory seasonings. This quote-unquote miracle bean is a deliciously addicting plant protein snack that fills you up without compromising your diet. It is lupini beans, vinegar, sea salt, lactic acid from vegetable fermentation. It says on here, keto, paleo, soy-free, 50% more protein than chickpeas. Schwing. fewer calories than almonds. Who cares? 35% more fiber than oats. Thank God. (laughs) Okay, so this is... um, And also there is a claim on here that says, not another dry snack. Like once you eat this snack, you're never going to go dry. You're never going to go back. This is in a little little pouch, a little metal pouch, kind of like when you get the um, tapas platter on the plane. And oh, you get, God. like, the olives in the little metal pouch. It's exact, very similar situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I love anything pickled. I love anything fermented. I love a bean. I love happy ancient Roman beans who are dressed like little soldiers advertising them to me, too. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give it a try. Let's try it. I'm glad you didn't walk out when I unveiled the vanilla. Interesting. I would eat this. Let me try it. I need a, I think I have to have a second one to tell. I, I mean, I like the immediate tang of the fermented pickled thing. Mm-hmm. The skin is still on the bean, so it gets a little de-skinned in your mouth. That's disgusting what you just said. <laughs> I like the kind of snap it has, you know, because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's toothsome. Like you have to, you have to chew. It's not falling apart, which I like. It, it's it's strange because it's the the pickled quality of something, any kind of vegetable, any kind of cucumber. There's something. There's a texture to things that are pickled, and it's happening here too, but with a little bit more um, fighting back against your teeth. Yeah, it's not mushy in any way. It's not. It doesn't feel mushy, and it doesn't feel undercooked. It feels like a very vibrant bean. Something about it feels still alive, and then frozen in time from the pickling. I would consider eating this on a road trip. It seems like since it's so moist, sorry to use that word again, it feels a little more germy. Like if I had dirty hands, mm-hmm. you know, if I was driving or something, I could you couldn't just like share this bag around a car. Like everybody, stick mm-hmm. your hand in there, grab some of these 
Wet beans. I would too. I think this would be a good snack. You know where this would be great? Again, you're going to be a little dirty, but on a really long hike. Mm-hmm. I think the pickledness of it after you just drink a whole bottle of water would be really refreshing and nice. It really would. And <clears throat> I really enjoy that it says 50% more protein than chickpeas. The nutrition facts do not apply to this little bag that we have here, but it says seven grams of protein if you eat 25 beans. So essentially, oh, thanks. We're passing a bean back and forth. Oh, it looks like we can follow them on Twitter. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what they'd be up to. Also, the bean on the back of the package is wearing a cape and flying. This is by Brahmi Snacks, B-R-A-M-I. You can enjoy them whole or shelled. And uh, it says, Lupini beans are a member of the legume family, related to peanuts and soy. So my question is, you got a sample. Yeah. Are these $12.99 a package beans? That's my question. That's an interesting question. I do not know the price point of these beans. This is something I would definitely see on Shark Tank. Totally, totally. And who would get into this? Who would get behind this? Kevin... Um, Mr. Wonderful's not going to be into Mr. This. Wonderful's not into it. I would say one of the other two white guys. Barbara. Barbara would be Barbara. curious. I don't know if um, the the QVC lady could rebrand these on QVC. I no. feel like one of the white guys that's been suckered into some kind of diet right. and looking for something to eat on the go. Well, I think the fact that it's um, – it's promoted for keto. I don't even know what keto is. I know it's a kind of diet. I'm not sure what it is. Paleo. This is telling me this is a $89.99 bag of beans. <laughs> so I would want to know because I really like this snack, but I'd be very curious to find out how much is it actually retailing for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks expensive based on who they're marketing it to. I see. I, like, I feel like they're marketing it to like keto moms on the go. Do you know what keto is? No. Okay. It's something that's like paleo. All right, all right. It's paleo plus blood type? <laughs> I'm just guessing. Um, so it's paleo plus you have cats. <laughs> how, how much would you pay for this? Um, for a bag, so, so for what I'm presuming would be the traditional size snack bag, I would pay no more than five ninety nine. Really? And I feel like they're going to retail it for at least eight ninety nine, and yeah. I'm not going there. I was thinking six ninety nine was my... Where I'd max out for We're this. We're so close. Only a dollar apart. Yeah. We should go grocery shopping together sometime. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> but you won't buy any of the ingredients we need. You'll be like, why don't we take this fun twist and see what happens to the... But then I would look back at you and you would be shaking your head with your your brow furrowed. And I would be like, oh, okay. Oh, we'll just get the, let's get, we'll get the vanilla. I would have my pen tapping against the list angrily. Do you see the list? <laughs> well, Beth. Thanks for taking a chance with me. Thanks for coming on this lupini bean journey. Brahmi sea salt Roman super snack. And I'm so, I hope that we... Italy's best kept secret. I hope that we don't get in trouble with the Italian consulate. You it was the Da Vinci Code, but it's, it's this keto snack. Lupini bean. Thanks, Beth. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.